The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome to the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. Well, we finally hit a little bit of a lull here in free agency. A little bit. There's still stuff trickling in the last few things, players getting waived and the like, but it's opportunities now for us to settle back, take a deep breath, and start to reassess things. Welcome to Fantasy NBA Today, everyone. It's Wednesday, so it is Brandon Day, renaming it. What do you think? You like it? I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. You know, they used to have Harvey Day when uh, Matt Harvey used to go for the Mets. <laughs> uh, now it's Brandon Day when he's on the podcast. That was, good. That was a short-lived phenomenon. Yeah, it was. Uh, where is he now? Is he a red? No. Nope, he's with the Angels. He's with the Angels? He All sure right. is. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, how's that going for you? You're an Angels guy, not right? Great. Not great. Not great. Not yeah. great, Bob. <laughs> I think he signed for 9 or $10 million. He got, uh, I think he got hurt, and he's been working his way back. Apparently, he's rejoining the rotation, but uh, we'll see. Man, I, I just I remembered when he got traded to Cincinnati, and then I lost track of what happened after that. Uh, That's fair, as you should have. On Wednesdays on on this show, we actually, for about a season, had Zane Day. That was when the great Zane Danani was was with us here at Hoop Ball, and he was on on Wednesdays. Um, I I could get used to a little Brandon Day. Marcus Day? What do you prefer? It's probably not... Brandon Day just sounds better. Yeah, happy Brandon. Happy Brandon Day to you. Yep, happy uh, happy Brandon Day. <laughs> I like it. Um, so, uh, at BD Marcus, by the way, I'm at Dan Bespris. This is a Hoop Ball in Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee presentation. Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. I actually just, uh, I think I mentioned this yesterday. I sent some to uh, Trevor Lane, who guessed it on our Lakers show. I believe there will be some delightful coffees going to Hoop Ball personnel here in the next little bit. I think we'll be... Uh, making a little bit of a bulk order. I think we've got some pretty cool contests actually lined up as we inch our way towards mock draft season. So that'll be awesome. Again, a big thank you to Hawaiian Isles Kona Coffee. We'll uh, we'll update everybody as details of that stuff emerges. We'll have to get you some. Are you a coffee drinker? We, we talked before I, we came on air that I actually can't do <laughs> caffeine. So we're not going to talk about me right now. For, I wish you recorded that conversation. <laughs> don't worry, I did. My recorder is on from the second I start up Skype. So if you like the audio of Dan talking about how he figured out he can't digest caffeine. And his boogies. And my <laughs> that's true. I may not have hit record on that one yet. I was um I had some boogies. I had to get them out. I mean it's the morning. Don't you have morning boogies over there? Oh my God. I love these Wednesdays with you. Forget <laughs> Brandon Day. It's Dan and Brandon Day. Oh, oh it's so fun. It's ailment day. But every day is ailment day for me. It's days when I woke wake up without one that it's it's a celebration almost every other day as we say they're all the same my good man um no that's why it needs to be brandon day because every day for me is get, get out my morning boogies and that doesn't mean that i'm dancing down the hallway by the way that's not that kind of boogie um what the hell was i talking about there are you a caffeine drinker that's right nope i can't have caffeine actually ah you and me both man we're bad we're bad tandem to promote a coffee company right now but we love you hawaiian isles you're the best we know yeah we know from in specifically micah patria and and many others that have consumed it here at hoop ball but most specifically micah patria who i'm not sure that he ate for weeks on end but he definitely had hawaiian isles and he was telling me a story about how 
his girlfriend was using it and he like yelled at her not to use the last of it so she left him just this little like crumb scrapings at the bottom and he was very upset and thankfully they um they're still together i I was a little bit worried in that moment uh but thank you again hawaiian isles hi kona coffee is the twitter handle hawaiian isles.com is the website you can also get it prime on amazon that's how i sent some to trevor that should be there ooh today actually so i'll be looking forward to i hope a friendly message from uh, the great trevor lane Things to do on today's podcast. We've got a couple of them. Uh, the big one is is more Kawhi stuff. We have the details of his deal with the Clippers. We also had a couple of smaller things shaking out. There's Summer League, but I'll be honest with you, Brandon, I haven't watched even 10 seconds of it. I had it on in the background for about three seconds the other day. Um, and they didn't have the Clipper game on last night, which was very upsetting because I was looking forward to seeing some of their draft picks who actually performed pretty well. But yeah, I've watched very little. Yeah, I I watched the All Star game. I I mean, me too. Me too. Yeah, I know we're a basketball podcast, but the MLB All Star game is more interesting to me than a day of summer league. It, it's and the World Series of Poker too, by the way. For, oh, uh, I don't watch that. That's I, getting interesting. Are you a poker guy? I I don't even really know. I mean, I understand. I played how in college. Work. I played in college. It was fun. I mean, it's fun to watch. I enjoy it. Have you ever done it? I have a one of my my wife's good friends. Her. Uh, her husband is a professional poker player, and I just I, I know that it's all odds at a certain point, right? And then you just have to if you're playing online, you don't even have to worry about somebody reading you in any way. Your moves are just they're a little bit they're sort of tailored, right? You do certain things based on the odds you have of certain cards turning up. I, I don't know. I Yeah. Those, those, it, it's a tough game. It's a very tough game. And those people that can sit there for twelve hours a day and just play poker, and now I think they're moving to day five today. Oof. I mean, that's a lot of poker. Richard Seymour, former uh, New England Patriots um, defensive end, is still alive. I think he's like in the top oh. 200 or something. Yeah. Way to go, Richard. Way to go. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, it's a grind from what I've been told, that you have to be willing to sort of like take little hits and little wins and little hits and little wins, and you bide your time. Uh, and that, to me, and I mean, I'm a gambler. You know, I'm a degenerate, but... That all sounds like way too much. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. So, uh, yeah. Good. Good luck to all of those. I'm. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to watch tonight because baseball has nothing. It's summer league. Maybe this I don't know. The worst day possible. And the ESPYS are on, and that just is not entertaining, really. Uh, so. Yeah. Not. Uh, probably not going to be watching those either. All right. So the hell with it. You're stuck with us. Is what I'm learning. Your entertainment today is going to be fantasy NBA today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. It's uh, a shout out to the listeners right now because looking at sort of year over year and month over month stuff, it has been uh, another year of 50% growth on listenership to the podcast, which obviously when you're first starting out, you know, your first month or whatever it is, 50% growth would not be very good because that'd be like from 20 listeners to 30. Uh, But when you're two and a half years in, it's really exciting. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with us here, even in sort of the cold months here, the off-season. Uh, I know free agency is a time to, to get a little bit more excited, but even in, in late June, you folks were listening, and I know there's going to be a nice ramp-up. So uh, hopefully we can continue that trend. You guys are the best. You guys are the best out there. I know you're listening because you're tweeting at us as well. Again, at Dan Baspers, at BD Marcus on Twitter. Uh, you can holler at us. I'm more than willing to argue about stuff on Twitter. It's fun, and it's really we almost have nothing else going on right now. Brandon, the small things that happened yesterday. We'll knock those off the plate first before we dig into a little bit more of the Clippers stuff. 
Marcus Morris is where I want to start because you're seeing a lot of hot takes about uh, Marcus maybe, we still don't have a result on this thing, maybe pulling out of his verbal agreement with the San Antonio Spurs, which was a two-year, $10 million deal, roughly. It was uh, They had a, a nine-point-something million-dollar trade exception, I think. And considering instead a one-year, $15 million deal with the New York Knicks, from a from a life perspective, going from the Spurs to the Knicks seems like a strange decision, but from the neither one of these teams is probably winning a championship, maybe it maybe it's not that crazy. The Knicks having power forwards as far as the eye can see. I mean, this is just kind of weird no matter how you look at it, but I don't know. I don't have the right question to start this discussion. What were the first things that went through your head? I have a better thing to introduce this. Yeah, sure, hit it. Why would you choose New York over San Antonio? Just Uh, money. I think that's the bigger question, considering that San Antonio is one of the most stable organizations we have in our league, and New York is right now New York. Uh, That doesn't make a lot of sense. Is Marcus Morris a clutch client? I think he is, right? I don't know. Somebody check me on that. I think he's a. I think he's a clutch guy, and I. It, it always felt like he was going to be a Lakers Kawhi Leonard backup plan, but then. Yeah, it is. It is clutch. You're isn't right. it, it feels? And I'm not sure that he would have been the world's greatest fit in L.A. because they do have some wings on that roster, and you know you figure LeBron, Kuz, AD. These guys playing the three and the four, they're going to chew up a lot of minutes. So there wasn't a ton of opportunity there, but it always kind of felt like they were just going to bring him to the fold. Like maybe they'd give him the KCP money instead. Uh, and that didn't happen. Should we start with the conspiracy theory? No, let's 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 look at this from a normal person's perspective. You make a very good point. Why the Knicks? Uh, it would have to be the $5 million, right? There's no other reason. Yeah, I would assume so. Um but still, it's so strange. I mean, Marcus Morris, I'm assuming, is right. You would classify him as a hybrid, small forward, power forward, right? Because I, I was going to say, yeah. right now, the Knicks probably have every power forward in the league right now. So so it doesn't make a whole lot of sense fit-wise unless it's going to go in there and play small forward. And then you just wonder why he's going to go there over a Spurs team that probably could use him. I mean, put him next to DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge and... I don't, he have a better chance of winning there, but yeah, I guess it's it's the money. Uh, it's strange though, very strange because he was going to sign a two-year, twenty million dollar deal with the Spurs with a player option. So I mean, that's a decent chunk of change. Yeah, it's not nothing. It's and not nothing. Yeah, the New York one-year fifteen. I mean, are you really going to bet on yourself? I mean, I guess you are. You're twenty-nine years old and just hope you can get back into free agency next year, knowing that next year's class is pretty thin. So in, in that regard, I think it does make sense in that hopefully you have a really good year with the Knicks and then you go and become a free agent and someone overpays for you because people have money and there's not really a huge class there. I thought that was going to happen this go-round. I thought it was going to be... I thought he was going to be the guy that got seriously paid when teams missed out on their guy. And maybe it's turning out that way anyway because the Knicks were always kind of that spot, but they went in and blew all their money on Robert Portis the third or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what he... I, I don't call him by his real name since he punched out my guy, Nico. Uh, the, my other thought on the Marcus Morris thing is maybe he's gambling that the Knicks could move him near the trade deadline to a contender. I, I just, because, you know, $15 million expiring deal is, a one-year contract is immediately an expiring deal. 
So there's there's something to that respect, and I feel like the Knicks have a bunch of player option guys on their roster, so I've, I've heard that thrown around. I just feel like... Uh, to not to not to rain on the Knicks parade of trying to sell off all their overpaid power forwards this offseason for assets it always in my mind ends up seeming easier on paper or in discussion to pull off these get first and second rounders back for your expiring guy plan than it actually turns out to be in practice I feel like the Hawks were trying to do that two years ago nobody paid for any of their guys that were expiring so they ended up just waving all of them yeah, Morris, I feel like, would be a guy that any contender would take, though. So so it does make sense. Um, the Knicks seem like they kind of know what they're doing a little bit now. But, I mean, they're signing a lot of the same guys. Um, there was a lot of good things that were said about the Knicks from Reggie Bullock's camp when he was going through his medical stuff and talking about how they handled everything with grace from the front office to the training staff and all that. So uh, maybe they're starting to figure it out, but I don't know. When you don't land any free agents, it's tough to really put yourself up there as an organization that you can get the fans behind, but baby steps, I guess. So the Spurs can't do much here because they only had that nine point whatever million dollar. They've uh, done nothing. Yeah, and this was their one, that's their one salary number that they had that they could, and they could still end up with him. Right, it's I not saying why they are locked up with so much. Like, who are they paying apart from DeRozan and Aldridge? Uh, I don't have that in front of me, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, you have two point guards now that are both starting caliber point guards. Don't you think maybe you want to trade one of them? Uh, I don't know. Maybe they don't trust one of them. I, I mean, I mean it's you have Murray coming back from his injury, and then you have Derek White, who showed that he was pretty good last year. Um, so I'll be curious to see what they do. I mean, that's a team that has some extra pieces, and I know yesterday in your Western Conference standings thing, you had them actually making the playoffs, Yeah, which was a little surprising to me, but... Uh, it's it's because of those point guards, by the way. That's the reason I had them in. Yeah. If DeJounte Murray is healthy, DeJounte, I don't even know what he wants to go by now. Derek White, solid as well. We just talked about... But I think Jakob Pertl is going to be more relevant this season. They always find a way, man. Yeah. Like Jurassic Park, life finds a way. The Spurs always find a way to wiggle themselves into the playoff. I think they signed, didn't they re-sign Rudy Gay to some number? Probably. That, Patty Mills is making $12.5 million. Oops. That's another guard. Yeah. So, uh, and meanwhile, the guy they did trade was Davis Bertans because they thought they had Marcus Morris coming in. And so now they have this gaping hole at that 3-4 spot. Um Here's okay, fine. We're diving into conspiracy theory now. Do you think do you think LeBron wanted to stick it to Popovich in any way? Like do you think there's any little thing going on here cuz the Spurs are always sticking their nose in the Lakers business. With the Marcus Morris thing? No, I don't think they're not even close. They're not they're not related. No, not a not a clutch thing. No, get out of here, crazy Laker fan. Okay, uh, fine. He gave by the way signed a 2-year $32 million deal. That's okay. a lot. Of money. Yeah, so that's where, because uh, DeRozan's at 28, LaMarcus is 26, and then you throw, what did you say, 15, Rudy Gay? 16? 32, so 16. Okay, so 27, 26, 28, 26, and 16, is that 80? Might 70 or 80? Am I messing that up? It's 70, isn't it? 54 plus 16, <laughs> that's 70. Yeah, it's 70. So Patty Mills gets you to 83, uh, Bellinelli gets you to around 90. So yeah, all of a sudden it does add up a little bit. 
And so they were trying to give $10 million to Marcus Morris. And if they don't, then there's just like nobody left for them to fill that wing spot. It's going to be yeah. too many maybe, minutes. Maybe Dalla, maybe? Uh, yeah, I guess. But you'd have to trade for him at this point, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, you would assume so. I mean, there are some people out there in Lakerland that still think he's going to get waived. Um, it's like, no, no, they're, they're, they're going to try and trade him. It for seems like while. Memphis is not stupid. Yeah, they'll at least try because there was no advantage to cutting him early. Like with Kyle Korver, uh, they saved money by cutting him before his contract uh, was guaranteed by waiving him before, I think, the 7th of July. Uh, they saved like $5 million, whoever. I forget where he ended up at the end of all of this. Was that, all, was that also Memphis? No, that was somewhere else, wasn't it? Uh, Kyle Korver? Where was he for like a week before he got waived? It doesn't matter. Somebody waived him and saved $4 million. With Iguodala, it doesn't matter. They can hold on to him to the trade deadline. You might still see him get waived in February, but they might as well see if they could get anything for him before then. Waived by the Suns. Suns, right. Okay, so I know some... Some dumpster fire of a team. Uh, So what do the Spurs do? How do they fill that spot? Is it going to be too many Rudy Gay minutes? Not sure. Yeah, there could be some value there if we can figure out who's getting overplayed on that team. Yeah, I think we'll we'll figure that out pretty quickly. Uh, But it's just a weird team. I I don't know. It's just on paper. It doesn't seem like a team that's going to do a whole lot, but... I don't know. They're gonna. Yeah. Someone's gonna have to score. Apart from DeRozan and Aldridge, someone's gonna have to do it. You'd assume the guards are gonna have to um, carry a nice, heavy load there. Murray was never a big time scorer when he was on the floor. I mean, he's no. a big time rebounder. Um, Derek White, I think, was more of a scorer than Murray. But I don't know. You might see them both on the floor. Yeah, uh, it's possible. They're big guards, very big guards, and you might see someone like a Bellinelli get shifted up and play a little three. I think you might see some value with, with Rudy Gay. I mean, they gave him the big contract. I think they feel like he's healthy. Uh, and now, especially now, when there's basically no other option at the three at the moment, of course, if Marcus Morris does end up signing, we throw this all in the trash. Uh, Rudy was a solid performer last year, quietly solid fantasy performer. And with more opportunity, uh, that would only get better for him. But they are going to go easy on his legs. You know that with the Spurs. Anything that you go into here... With guys on that team that are 32 plus, uh, they're gonna go easy on them. So, I don't know where do you where do you stand on the Murray White thing? Are you drafting either of those guys? I feel like Murray is their starting point guard before anything else shakes out. But it does seem like there's gonna be a little bit of a battle there. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a pain in the neck for fantasy owners because you're not gonna really know which one to own. I owned White last year, um, and he was really good and. Nice long stretch. And then he kind of fell off the face of the earth towards the end of the season. Um, But Murray's a guy that just gets you so many rebounds from that point guard position, which you normally don't get. Steals and and blocks, too. Yeah, exactly. It's so long, so he helps you out in those categories, too. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think I want to see how it shakes out and who's getting the minutes. Um, That's one of those where you actually do watch the preseason games to see how many minutes those guys are getting. Yeah, and just who's starting, even. Yeah. Exactly. So, something as simple as uh, as simple as that. Yeah, Murray is uh, obviously a super unique stat set guy. Does not shoot the three-pointer, which is fine because freaking everybody else does in the NBA now. So who cares? I, I sort of don't care. You can get threes out of a big man now if you need to. You can, you can go off-kilter stats on your team. Uh, I mean, obviously, the other side of it is, is Murray going to be completely healthy? There's coming back from a massive injury, you know, ACL surgery, 
whatever it was, right at the start of last season, right? So it would be yeah. about one year to the beginning of this season. That's probably not full strength. So there may be some white early. It might become more of a headache as the season rolls along. It's a spot uh, I think you ought to be a little bit careful. Although right now, leaning back towards Rudy K. I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, old man old squad. Old man squad. There yeah, you go. baby. Thank There's goodness. Thank goodness. The rest of the old man squad is just dying off right now. It's You're looking <laughs> for somebody. Rudy Gay's there for you. Thank you, Rudy. I missed you, my friend. I missed you, sweet Rudy. You Wait, are... do you know his nicknames, by the way? I'm on Basketball Reference. Do you know his three nicknames? I feel like these are made up. They are made up, and they're really funny. The Great Rudini. I just looked it up while we were talking. <laughs> Big Truck and Truck. What? The I've never... I feel like truck, someone's probably called him that. That sounds like one that might be real. The great, the great Rudini. Rudy. Yeah, somebody back at Basketball Reference is having some fun. I don't believe that's real. It's hilarious, but I don't believe it's real. The great Rudini. And his middle name's Carlton, so it'd be great if you could do the Carlton. That'd oh, I'm definitely calling him the great Rudini on this podcast from now great on. Rudini. <laughs> and in all of my tweets... In all of my watch my old man great Rudini uh, nightly tweet storms, it's getting in there. Uh, Other small thing, and this is real small, Warriors waived uh, Sean Livingston. That surprised me. I'm guessing there must have been some sort of contractual thing that needed to happen for them to clear out the requisite room. But I don't know. I felt like he had sort of a comfortable place with that team that is, I mean, they're not a deep basketball team no but he he's he's getting cooked man he, he's been in the league for a long long time he's been in the league since 2004 um which is crazy to think of yeah we're old now yeah i mean he's, he's he averaged four points and averaged two rebounds two assists i mean he's he's got nothing left in the tank you think there's anybody that he feels like a guy could end up on san antonio yeah he'll be a locker room presence for somebody um, the Clippers, there are clip, some Clippers people that were discussing on Twitter yesterday how great it would be to come full circle because the Clippers do have one more spot, um, and would they end up signing him? Mm. Uh, but it seems like Montrez Harrell uh, tweeted yesterday or on Instagram or something like that said there's one big more one more big move coming, so we'll see exactly what that means. Mm, what does that mean? Is he just trying to uh, stir the pot, or do we think there's actually something in the works here? We'll see. I mean, they've been mentioned as people, I mean, a contender for Iguodala. Um, the Livington, Livingston thing makes sense because the Clippers need another guard, but they also need another big man. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it also sort of depends on what he or we deem to be a big move. <laughs> exactly. Could it, could, could it be Kawhi not signing the uh, the full max? Well, 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 well. Somebody's ready to pivot to the next topic. Let's do it. Kawhi Leonard, two plus one the deal made, with the Clippers. That made me very sad. Uh, it always made a lot of sense, but it never was something that was discussed for whatever reason, because two more years until he gets to the 10-year mega ultra, uh, you know, super happy fun time maximum contract. But for... And, okay, so we have a lot of Clippers things to talk about, and we're, I'm going to try to do this piece by piece here. Okay. And number one, we'll go back to before before any of the Clippers stuff emerged on Kawhi, and Jalen Rose saying that he was going to sign a, a one- or two-year deal. I think he said two. Did Jalen Rose say two with Toronto? He might have said one, and he meant to say two. Yeah, something like that, to get him to the 10-year mark. 
And then I forget who came back and said the only things being discussed are long-term deals. So there was... Uh, that was Chris Carter. Oh, okay. And so then we... I mean, as it turned out, nobody knew anything that they were talking Minnesota about. Minnesota Vikings wide receiver, Chris Carter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's breaking NBA news now. Yeah. Um, and what we got when all was said and done is something right in the middle, which should have been the thing we were looking at the whole time. Yeah. It's sad, though, because now you have Kawhi and Paul George for two years. Yeah. I mean... Because he's opting easily... out, right? Well... They'll both opt out, and, and you'll probably have to re-sign both of them. Wait, I think Paul could... George has three years left, because if I remember my insane Monday rant about Paul George only making it through 25% of his contract, is the last year of his deal a player option as well? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, okay, so there's the yeah. there's the kicker. So, so they're on the exact same track. So they're both committed to be with the Clippers for two years. So first of all, um, the sad thing is that you just gave up a boatload of picks, and those guys may only be there for two years. The good thing is they chose to be there. So they clearly want to be in L.A. Paul George said a while ago he wanted to be in L.A. Well, he wanted to be with the Lakers, but he's with the Clippers. And uh, Kawhi wanted to be back in L.A. So that's the positive. Um, so you would hope that the Clippers do well in their first two years and he resigns, and this is not a problem. Um, but it obviously is interesting. I mean, LeBron um, did that player option thing as well. I mean, he's only committed to the Lakers for, what, two more years? That's right. Uh, so that free agency could be absolutely crazy again because you could have Paul George, Kawhi, LeBron, and Giannis. And uh, it turns out KD, by the way. I think we yeah, just got a word on his. KD signed a three-year deal with a fourth being the option. Oh, uh, okay. So, so that he would, he's going to be yeah. free agent the year after. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all those guys within two years, it's a lot of talent. Because uh, right now, none of those top talent guys are available apart from Mar- uh, Russell Westbrook. But in two years, you'll have everybody available. That free agent class is going to be crazy. Yeah. I, it, I'm not looking forward to that now. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going I, I'm going to be in full Pepto mode two years again. I, I, thought, I thought I got through it this year. And, uh, well, at least next offseason, I'm not going to be concerned at all. That's yeah, same a, here. It makes sense, by the way, for Kawhi. I mean, because he's going to be a 10-year vet. So he'll get a 35% max starting salary instead of a 30%, which he has currently. And then also again, eight percent annual raise from the Clippers instead of a five percent annual raise. So it all makes sense, especially considering that he took less and less money every single time he's gone somewhere. So he's gonna try and continue to get paid. Yeah. So what he ended up doing, and, and one of the things people were knocking him for was, had he just stayed in San Antonio, he could have made. He, I believe he could have been like a five-year, two hundred and twenty-two million dollar deal. Yeah. Uh, so. Those same five years now are gonna get him likely. We're assuming, you know, he signs the 35% deal uh, after these two years are expired as high as 209. So despite all of this jockeying, he only ends up down 13 million over those five years, which please, please give me $13 million world. But uh, for someone who's making the difference between 209 and 222 is, is 5%. That's not very much. And there will be an extra year at the end of this thing, because of all this jockeying, of close to $50 million in his, whatever it is, the age 34 or age 35 season. So uh, Kawhi Leonard might have just earned our inaugural Puppet Master of the Year award. Yeah, and what scares me is this guy could seriously be the most deadly gun for hire. I mean, he could go for two years, win the Clippers a title, and then leave. And then go win another team a title. I mean that that could be so te- uh, terrifying, petrifying, everything. All the so, things. 
we'll see. But nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years and how these guys fit together and if Paul George can stay healthy because the Clippers curse is still kind of real, even though they did finally get their first free agent ever, which is nice. But <laughs> it, it really is. I looked back and it turned out Elton Brand was traded. I know I was talking to you. you I really don't think they've signed anybody of significance since I've been uh, since I've been bored or since I've been a fan of the team since 2000. But we'll see. I mean, you have Kawhi and his injury and Paul George and his two bum arms and shoulders. So, Someone, by the way, just tweeted out the list of some of the free agents in 2021. You want to feel your, your duodenum tense up? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, LeBron James. We talked about those three. Giannis, Giannis. Yeah. Bradley Beal, Victor Oladipo, Rudy Gobert, and Blake Griffin. And that's just right now. Yeah, monstrous. Yeah. Okie dokie. thought this offseason was wild. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God help us. Uh, by all accounts, Toronto is setting themselves up for a run at those guys in, in 2021 also. Because they have, as we talked about many times, no salary at all yeah. uh, after this year. Yeah, so they got... I don't I, know who they would sign there. Goodness gracious. Uh, the Knicks are going to try to do it all over again because they all have like one plus one guys. Mm-hmm. Lakers are going to be involved somehow because all of their stuff is one plus ones. Clippers, obviously, because two of those guys are on the Clippers and one of those guys is on the Lakers. Um, oh, my God. Anyway, um, so this, by the way, segues into the next thing, which is Clippers depth. Because uh, everyone's talking about Kawhi and Paul George, but the Clippers have other guys on that team, and you're you're my Clippers guy here. So how does how does it all shake out? How do the players? How do touches get distributed? What do they do at the? Uh, the you guys gave a lot of money to Ivica Zubats, by the way. Uh, yeah, well, four years. I think it's what four years. Twenty eight is that what, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um. And they don't have a center, so it makes sense. Yeah, you don't have a center. That's because Montrez is really like an upsized power forward. Yeah. Um, so how does it all shake out? Because last year, there were long stretches where the team was being run by the second unit. That's not going to happen anymore. Um, no and yes at the same time. Uh, because don't forget, you're going to have maintenance days for both Paul George and Kawhi. True. So you're going to have these guys in Lou Williams and Jermichael Green and Trez that'll all uh, contribute in big ways. Um, it also depends where they start George and Kawhi. That'll make a big difference, uh, whether it's shooting guard and small forward or small forward and power forward. You'd assume it would be small forward, power forward, and you have a starting lineup of Beverly, Shamit, George, Kawhi, and Zubats. And then off the bench, go with Lou, Robinson, Harkless, Jamichael Green, and Montrez Harrell. And then you still have... Um, guys like Magruder, and then your draft Magruder. picks. Uh, man, I think almost had a triple-double last night. So, I mean, you never know who's going to step up. And they still have one more guy I think they're going to sign, whether that be Sean Livingston and Igudala. God help me, Dwight Howard. I mean, you, you never know <laughs> who they end up signing. I mean, Dwight Howard would be a tall rim protector, um, but I think he would get crushed by someone like Anthony Davis, but you he, never know. He would also destroy that locker room that would be a horrible decision unless you believe him in this article with shams where he uh 
has had an awakening and realized that he's not really a great teammate and that he wants to be somebody that is. Yeah, the Dwight Dwight Howard uh, Redemption Tour 4.0 is in full effect these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, Dwight. Yeah, him versus Boogie could be fun. Uh, so yeah, someone would die. Yeah, I think so. Probably be Dwight so. at this point. It, it wouldn't be great. So we'll see what they do with one more spot. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of guys getting minutes and a lot of guys producing. Uh, we saw last year with Doc that he does a good job mixing and matching. I mean, he's happy to have Lou Williams on the floor with Shamit and Beverly. Um, Shamit's been told to play more point guard this offseason. So they're going to let him handle the reins a little bit next year. Um, so we'll see. There, there'll be a lot of guys that will be fantasy relevant at different points, but obviously George and Kawhi are the two big guys. Is there anybody beyond those two that you trust for the entire season? Is it Montrez? Uh, I think it's Lou Williams and Montrez, both those guys. You think Lou gets enough shots this year? Because yeah. he doesn't do much besides the free throw thing. Dude, he was an assist monster last year. Yeah, and despite all of that, he didn't end up that high in nine cat. Which worries me because there's a lot of a, there's a lot of volume stuff needed. Yeah, with Yeah, no, for Williams. sure. There, there were times where I was looking at him, my team, and he was saying like a hundred plus rank, which was strange to see. Um, but last year, one hundred two, five the and a half assists per game, averaged twenty points per contest, um, almost a steal per game. He hit almost four one and a half threes per game on four attempts. But he's probably uh, not scoring twenty points a game this year. No, I don't think so. Probably not, but it's not going to dip that much. Mm. Man, I think it's going to take a bigger hit because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, dude, your team yeah, has Paul George and Kawhi Leonard gone for certain games. I mean, I don't think Kawhi plays more than sixty, sixty-five games. That's true. Paul George played seventy-seven games this year. He may not be ready for the start of the season. Oh, right. Yeah, there's that thing. But between those two guys, uh, so yes, there's going to be some missed time between those two guys. Last year, they averaged almost forty shots. Yeah, well, how I many? You gotta look at Gallinari too. How much? Usage but he ain't getting he to forty. Had. Yeah, so that uh, for sure. Thirteen. Gallinari he took thirteen. <laughs> so that's yeah. twenty-seven that are still coming from someplace. Yeah, no, for sure. I'd rather have Trez than than Lou. Yeah. But, uh, are you drafting uh, okay. Kawhi Leonard? You're a Clippers guy, so you know better than anyone. That's a lot of rest days. No. Yeah, I don't think I could either. Unfortunately, I think he'll go for too much. Um, he on a per game basis last year he was number seven, which doesn't seem all that far from where he could end up again. Yeah. But I, I might get him on my keeper team just because I have Siakam at seven dollars in auction. Oof, that's a good one. Yeah, he's... grabbed him off free agency last year, and then I've got a couple other guys I'm weighing. He's uh, probably the keeper of the year, right? He, he's definitely one of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I had DeMarcus Cousins for three, and I was pretty pumped to have him for 10, but I'm not sure if that's going to be a ton of value. So we'll see. I have other guys that I can – Thomas Bryant I have for seven if I want. Mm, delicious. Yeah. That, that's that a could delicious one. I do, I do love me some Thomas Bryant, and his competition just keeps disappearing in Washington. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kawhi, but by I, the I way, interesting part... footnote on Kawhi Leonard. He was actually number 18 overall on a totals basis, despite only playing 60 ball games. That's how Which good he was. How good he was, yeah, yeah, when he was on the floor. So if he falls to 18, you could take him, basically, is the, the resultant rule there. I, I think this is more of a roto thing than head-to-head, -head, though, because the head-to-head -head rest days – 
they matter. All the, the wonderful, delicious stuff he does in those 60 games, that's great. But if he skips a day during a key moment for your team, it could kill you. So yeah. a three-game week could become a two-game week, and all of a sudden, that's not great. No. So I think head-to-head, you're not touching a guy that you know is going to sit at least 15 games. Uh, Roto, an argument could be made. Um, maybe the rest days drive people to take him in at the end of the second round, 20, 20 to 24, which would actually probably be an okay spot to get him. Yeah, just, I like Trez, though, because you assume in the days that Kawhi sits, um, if Kawhi is the power forward, Trez will step in. And he'll get more minutes, and he'll get more touches, and he'll take that leap. Yeah, and he's just going to play because Zubats is slow. Exactly. The modern NBA doesn't have a place for slow centers to be out there that long, especially if he's not really – because Zubats isn't that great of a rim protector either. No, and Jermichael Green will play uh, some five, I'm guessing. Yeah, he can spread the floor a little bit better. Yes, they like him a lot. That was a nice re-signing for you guys. Yeah, that was important. That was really important. Versatile, shoots the three, rebounds, hustles, fits uh, exactly what they're trying to do. And so this leads us into uh, today's announcement. I keep using the term you guys uh, because you are a guy that follows the Clippers quite closely. And we're very, very pleased to announce, Brandon, that you will be starting a brand new podcast here at Hoopball covering the L.A. Clippers, the Clippers cast. It's real, baby. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, we had plans to do this uh, even before you guys ended up with Kawhi and Paul George, but the timing worked out okay for us. Yeah, I'll take it. And uh, as of now, barring uh, nobody canceling on me, which has already happened once so far, uh, we'll be taping the first podcast on Tuesday with the uh, the fellow that runs the uh, L.A. Clippers film Twitter account. Awesome. I, uh, I, I cannot wait. I'm going to be listening to every episode because this is going to be how I keep tabs on stuff besides uh, the tornado of things swirling around me all the time. Uh, there's a Twitter handle already, ready to go. It's at HoopBallClips, C-L-I-P-S. It would have been Clippers, but you can't use that many freaking characters in a Twitter handle. So it's at uh, HoopBallClips. And, uh, Brandon, all of your podcasts will be posted over there along with anything else uh, that you deem media worthy to come through that account. You've got the reins on that bad boy now. Don't don't make me afraid. Don't end up on Deadspin. <laughs> I might. Listen, any, any press, any, good P, any PR is good PR. Yeah, that's that famous last words, I think. That's is all that goes. matters. Any PR is good PR. And also, apparently, the, uh, what I'm trying to do, by the way, not apparently, um, not next week, the week after, hopefully have uh, the voice of the Clippers, uh, Brian Seaman, on as well. So, that's awesome. Uh, a couple of good guests. That's so awesome. Is he moving over to do TV next year? Hopefully. They're nothing. Uh, I think they're still trying to figure that out. So hopefully. He's, he's very good. He's also outstanding on radio. Yeah. Um, so I'll be curious to see what they do because they need to bring in a new analyst because um, obviously the Corey McGetty stuff happened. And then and they, they had did, like 15 different analysts last year, right? Don't you yeah, have to rotate? They, had, they rotated once. Uh, Billy well, they Crystal. Were on rotating in the first place. And then McGetty was doing most of the games. And then there was the whole uh, uh, sexual uh, assault allegations that came out against yeah, McGetty. Well, so he stepped aside and Don McClain did a bunch of the games. And then uh, Billy Crystal did a game. Ralph, <laughs> I mean, Bill Walton did a game. I liked the Billy Crystal game. That was silly. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so we'll see. They got to hire a TV guy and they got to hire a uh, a color guy as well. And if they go with 
Brian for the TV side. They got to hire a new radio guy too. He that's the burden of actually being good at your job is you might get stuck in the in the one that's slightly lower profile because right. you're almost too good to remove from your spot. He just uh Listen, you and I are both play-by-play guys, so we're getting sidetracked a tiny bit here. But we, when we listen to play-by-play, we sort of know decent versus awful, uh, and he's good. And um, I have – sorry, Lakers people. I have a lot of trouble listening to the Lakers broadcast. They're not, they're oh, not my favorite. Boy. Don't even get me started on that one. They're Kobe has the ball. Kobe's still drilling. Kobe still has it. Kobe over to the right side. Kobe shoots Kobe scores yeah a lot of a lot of uh, repetition of the name of the person with the ball but not actually what's happening on the basketball court uh, but anyway that again discussion for another day sorry guys rather uh, rather would follow the Lakers but listen to the Clippers broadcast and uh, and you'll be talking to him in likely two weeks so this is really exciting there is not a place actually you know what you might be able to find uh, some very old non-demo editions of the podcast from like two years ago when we were setting a lot of this stuff up. I don't know if that's true, but once it's actually out, you'll be able to find it uh, by following at Hoopball Clips. That's probably the easiest way. The podcast will be the Hoopball Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Very straightforward, easy to find. It'll be available wherever podcasts are distributed. Uh, a couple of those places require that a show exist for two months before they'll actually put it up, but most of them... We'll have it as soon as that first episode drops. Brandon, I'm so freaking excited for this thing. Uh, we got all these crazy, amazing things happening in hoop ball, and this continued growth of team coverage is going to be so much fun. Yes, I'm very excited. And thanks to you and Brew and everybody for uh, allowing me the chance to uh, do it. And it uh, should be fun. I'm looking forward to this ride. Can't be upset about talking about a team with uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And uh, the, currently the favorite to win the NBA title, which everybody pump your brakes a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. Let's get into that a tiny bit more because uh, Clippers three to one betting favorites to win the title. That is a that is an incredibly high number or low number, depending on you know what direction you're looking at it from. Uh, for a team that hasn't played a single game together yet. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's definitely weird. Pretty and cool. It, it, What's interesting, though, is based on what your projections were yesterday when you put out your standings, um, you had the Clippers won, which is interesting to me, considering you know that the Clippers are going to rest Kawhi and Paul George at different points during the season. So clearly you think their depth is very good um, and surprised that you don't think that team like the Jazz or the Nuggets, a team that's probably not going to rest many people, um, aren't going to end up one or two. Because I think those two teams are the ones to look out for. To I had Jazz play. 2, for the record. I think I had Jazz 2 on that You had list. Nuggets 5, though, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, and, and I think people were, were thinking that I was like slandering their team. I think it's going to take 49 to 50 wins just to make the playoffs in the Western Conference this year. And it was 48 last year. I think it's going to be higher this season. So when yeah. I put the Nuggets at 5... That might mean 52 instead of 54 wins. So it's not like I'm saying they're going to be terrible. Uh, they won a lot of close games this last year that I, I think could was kind of a coin flip situation. Uh, Jokic had some like tumbling, flailing, over-the-shoulder heaves that went in. These are things that are great, but not truly sustainable. And so when I say, hey, the Nuggets at five, it just means that a couple of those coin flips are going to go the other way and even if the team does get a tiny bit better, the league, I thought, got better faster. And so I just moved them down a couple of slots. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be bad. That's the, that's the key here. None of the teams making the playoffs are going to be bad. And the ninth 
probably the ninth and tenth teams in the Western Conference are going to be over 500 also. So it's it's a freaking uh, gauntlet in the Western Conference this year. What what Phoenix is your only winnable game when you look at it and you're like, yeah, we should win that one. Yeah, there aren't many bad teams right now that you for sure can say have no shot of making the playoffs. But maybe the Grizzlies. Look at what too. Denver did last year, and they had they have Barton and Harris and guys missed a bunch of games. So that's also one thing to I mean, Millsap missed a bunch of games too. So that's one thing to kind of look at. And you add a guy like Jeremy Grant, who should provide a lot for that team. Uh, they're really good. They're really good in Denver. Playing in Denver and playing in Utah is a clear advantage um, with the altitude. So having the home games there for both those teams definitely does help. Um, Utah, obviously, I like what they did a lot. I mean, between Bogdanovich and what they did with Conley coming in, I think they have a very good team. I agree with that. I think they took I think they took a clearer step forward than a lot of these other teams in the Western Conference. Yeah. Well, they added a couple of pieces where they really needed to upgrade. I mean, I would have to say that upgrade from Rubio to Conley is pretty big. Big. They cuz they desperately needed scoring. Right. They could defend. Rudy Gobert is always going to be your your backdrop. They and... needed somebody to have the ball apart from Donovan Mitchell. Oh, he and, was getting and crushed. And this allows you to do that. This is going to be good for Donovan Mitchell because it should help his efficiency somehow. Yes. Uh, Rockets, they stayed the same. Blazers, I thought, got a tiny bit worse, and I was getting clobbered for putting them as the eight seed. Uh, but people I, you know, thought I, they should be higher, or people thought they should be lower. People thought they should be higher. Why? Um, because because of Dame, and so you know, I I I wanted to make sure that it was a very reasonable conversation and i thought it was i think this you know that's the beauty of hashtag reasonable twitter is that you can have exchanges where people don't end up name calling and that's kind of nice um but the pieces around dame got notably worse you know uh white McCullum and nurkic and then apart from that what do you have and you don't even nurkic, have nurkic yeah when does nurkic come back uh i think the expectation is maybe all-star break maybe later yes. i mean right now you've lillard and McCollum that you for sure can rely on Lost right. Al Farouk Aminu, so you lost your best defender. You lost Mo Harkless. Cantor, Cantor, uh, your rebounder. He was a scorer on the inside. I, you know, maybe Zach Collins takes a step forward. They don't really have a power lost forward Harkless. on that team. Um, yeah, I think they lost their two best defenders from last year. So you know, it's not me saying, "Look, this team is going to be garbage." I just think that a lot of teams got better, and I don't think the Blazers did. Uh, so yeah, Dame is awesome. Uh, what Dame did to. Russell Westbrook and Paul George was hilarious, and I will love him forever for the the camera stare after that that uh, hippity hop three pointer from forty five feet away. Uh, but I mean, they didn't get better. They didn't get better. I don't think that that can be argued. That would be a good first round matchup, by the way, because the Clippers and Blazers have had some good playoff matchups, um, and then now to have George against Lillard again, that could be mm. fun. Well, the Thunder are not going to make it, so they're the team. They're one of the teams that I think I pulled out. Yeah, no doubt. The, only the, one. the Thunder have no chance right now. Uh, they're going to trade Westbrook. They're not going to have anything. You would assume, although you never know, they could bring somebody in. Um, but the, between Adams and Westbrook, they don't have enough. The other thing I got yelled at the most, by the way, was Kings as the eight seed, and someone else needs to fall out. And I'm actually on, I'm on board with that possibility. Yeah. But they were also nine games behind the Clippers for the last playoff spot this year. So I don't know if they improved by nine games. They, they fell off the face of the earth towards the end of they the did. season. I mean, they were 
everyone's picking them to get the eight seed over the Clippers with about a month or two before the season was about to end. And uh, yeah, they fell off the face of the earth. So they're going to get better. Uh, De'Aaron Fox is going to get better. Marvin Bagley is going to get better. They added some veterans to that team. Buddy Heald will get better. Yeah, but is it nine games is the question. And I think the answer to that is probably not. No, they'll be a Five. pain to play against. There's oh, no yeah. doubt about that. Oh, but yeah. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. Also, I don't know if I trust Luke Walton to run that team. I didn't like any much of what he did with the Lakers. Oh, I forgot that Luke was the coach. Yeah, yeah. He, th- that'll be interesting to see because he's shown nothing that he is able to be a winning coach. Um, but at the same time, he did have some moments. Yeah. And yeah. he was not dealt the best hand. He was not. His team that'll will be, be more talented. Team. That'll be an interesting team to watch this season with yeah. Lucas the head coach. We'll see if they're running like crazy like they did last year and if the league starts to make an adjustment to that. Uh, but we can continue this conversation at a later date. Uh, okay. Because... Brandon has a dentist appointment, and you guys are prepping for a Clippers show, which is, seriously, that's the big news of the day, man. Clippers podcast. Next week, next week, debuting. It drops here at the Hoob. He's Brandon Marcus. Happy Brandon Day to you. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.